The Washington Post this evening has posted a brief summary of the afternoon's questioning in front of Congress of Robert Mueller. The questioning during the hearings reflected a bitter philosophical divide, both on the committees and in the country as a whole. Whether it was Mr. Trump or those investigating him who committed crimes, Throughout the day, the Democrats hit the high points from Mueller's report, the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting, the efforts by Trump to fire Robert Mueller, the discussions between Michael Flynn and a Russian ambassador about Obama-era sanctions, the strategy of Vladimir Putin of Russia to sow chaos before the election. The Mueller report cataloged numerous meetings between Trump's advisors and Russians seeking to influence the campaign and the presidential transition team, encounters set up in pursuit of business deals, policy initiatives, and political dirt about Hillary Clinton, Mr. Trump's 2016 Democratic opponent. Mueller concluded that there was insufficient evidence to determine that the president or his aides had engaged in a criminal conspiracy with the Russians, even though the Trump campaign welcomed the Kremlin sabotage effort and expected it would benefit electorally from the hackings and leaks of Democrat emails. On Wednesday afternoon, Mueller was asked about Trump Tower meeting WikiLeaks and the decision by Paul Manafort, the former Trump campaign chairman, to share campaign information with a Russian oligarch, and whether such episodes were becoming typical for political campaigns. I hope this is not the new normal, Mueller said, but I fear that it is. Republicans tried to flip the lens, peppering Mueller with questions about what they have long argued, with little evidence that the FBI opened a politically motivated investigation in 2016 with the aim of preventing Mr. Trump from becoming president. They focused on the research firm that commissioned the dossier by Christopher Steele, a former British intelligence officer. They focused on Joseph Mifsud, a Maltese academic identified by the special counsel as linked to Russian intelligence and advanced unsubstantiated claims that Mr. Mifsud was actually under the sway of Western spy services. Mueller mostly defected those questions, saying the origins of the FBI investigation predated his time as special counsel and were outside his purview. Mueller was a reluctant witness and had tried to avoid the spectacle of a congressional hearing. In a brief public statement in May, he urged the public and, by extension, members of Congress to read his report, which he said speaks for itself. The report is my testimony, he said. House Democrats were unmoved and chose to take the aggressive step of compelling Mueller's testimony under subpoena. Robert Mueller has extensive experience testifying before Congress, appearing more than 80 times over his lengthy career. His performance on Wednesday, especially during the morning session, was tentative and at times shaky as he struggled to clarify different aspects of his complex report. The Mueller investigation began in May 2017, but its origins go back to an FBI inquiry that began during the summer of 2016 as evidence of Russian election interference was gradually emerging. Determining the breadth 
of the Russian interference campaign was a cornerstone of the Mueller investigation and is very likely to be an enduring legacy of the special counsel's work. On that front, the conclusions Mr. Mueller and his team were perfectly clear. The Russian government orchestrated their effort, and many of Mr. Trump's aides welcomed it, even if they did not actively coordinate with Moscow.